You're listening to Your Woo Woo Best Friend, a no BS approach to wellness, spirituality, manifestation, and all things mystical. Hello, it's Andy. And today we're going to be talking about this oncoming, don't look up, vibes, Pluto return. Woo 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 woo. Nothing screams spiritual reboot, cosmic rebirth, and total transformation like the return of the planet that symbolizes death and evolution and power and transformation and total rebirth, the planet of Pluto. In Roman mythology, Pluto is known as God of the Underworld, and in the U.S., we are about to get a total spiritual makeover. Astrologically speaking, what this means is that in the sky, Pluto is going to return to the exact position that it was in when the country was founded. So on the birth chart, there's a imprint in the cosmos from the day that the country was founded. Wherever Pluto was on that exact moment, it is moving back into that exact position. This only happens around every 248 years, meaning that this is the very first Pluto return in the U.S. since the country was founded in 1776. People don't have a Pluto return because we don't live that long. However, countries can. So what does this mean for America? Well, it means a lot of things. There's some negative aspects of this planet that we may already be feeling. The planet can be somewhat obsessive and stubborn and inflexible. And if you've noticed that is energy that we've been moving through, that is related to this return. America has Pluto in Capricorn as well, and it's in the second house of money, security, values, property. Capricorn is the sign of ambition and infrastructure and dedication. It's very much a CEO type of sign. Capricorn is often called the father of the zodiac. And these concepts relate very closely to what many of us consider to be the traditional American way, or sometimes that might be felt as the American dream or the patriarchy. So in astrology right now, the patriarchy, American values, and that old-fashioned American dream are going to be challenged, especially when it comes to how we make money, how we consider property, what we consider to be of high value, and we'll likely see some big challenges to our infrastructure and what we're dedicated to and what's important to us in terms of how we do the business of this country. In astrology, Pluto signifies the death of old traditions and the birth of new ones and tearing down of problematic tenets and laws. So we're going to see a tearing down of patriarchal American DNA that no longer is going to serve the greatest good of this country and who we are. Pluto influences the end and beginning of new karmic cycles. It's a portal through which shadow energy shows itself and is released. It's a portal through which we have an opportunity to connect more deeply into our spiritual side And as I mentioned, it's a planet of the underworld. So we're going to be digging through some of that darkness in order to 
birth new beautiful ways of being. We can expect this Pluto return to be one of tremendous metamorphosis, and it's going to require that we look at some of the ugly aspects of the U.S. self and reflect deeply on what this country was actually founded on, what we believe at our core as a people, and it's going to give us an opportunity to wake up to new ways of being. Pluto returns are said to be the end of empires and changing of guards and transformation and transition and transfer of power. And if you're like, uh, yeah, this sounds incredibly scary, and hey, we've already been dealing with a lot of really bad stuff, and can it really get any worse? Here's the thing. We've already begun to see this metamorphosis take place. This transformation has been taking shape from the political tensions that we've been experiencing to the pandemic and what it's brought out for all of us and what it's brought forward into the collective consciousness from protests for racial injustice to the stock market crash that's happening right now and the crypto crash. All of these events completely align and speak to what a Pluto return brings forward. The Pluto return started in January of 2008, and we can remember what was going on in 2008. That's when Pluto entered Capricorn. This lines up exactly with the 2008 stock market crash. And we now, on the 22nd of February, will be returning to that exact position at 27 degrees in the Capricorn constellation. So if you're like, okay, that's enough. This is really scary. Pluto moves super slowly, and so what we started to experience in 2008 through 2020 and, and through these current times, this is all being impacted by this Pluto return, but there is beauty on the other side of a transformation like this. So if you're wondering, what else can I expect from this incredibly major celestial transformation, this spiritual reboot, well, I've brought spiritual advisor and regular podcast and blog contributor Chelsea Jewell onto the show today to give us the cosmic details and to help us to prepare for the U.S. Pluto return that's happening now. And she's going to give us a lot of great insight and really wonderful ways of looking at this so we can consider the beauty that can be birthed on the other side of such a significant event. So welcome, Chelsea Jewell. Hi, Chelsea. Welcome back to the show. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be back again. Yes. I'm, I can see you, of course, and you're in sunny Mexico doing some digital nomad life time in Mexico. How's it going down there? <laughs> uh, it's beautiful. We, the weather is beautiful. I was supposed to be on a wellness retreat this week and it got canceled because of COVID. So I'm on a solo retreat instead and it's been oh, very, nice. very nice so far. Yeah, that's good. Way to, you know, just make the most of it. And sometimes those solo retreats are the best, yeah. the best. And what a perfect time to do it as we're entering into the new year. And as we record this episode, we're coming upon a new moon. We're coming upon an, the, the lunar new year. We've got a, a lot kind of happening cosmically. And we're going to talk about some things coming up cosmically as well. So just a great time for you to be there. So lovely. Yeah. And I saw your post on Instagram the other day about how February feels more like the start to your new year. And I kind of agree. And being here kind of adds to that feeling for me. 
Yeah, nice. So nice. So we're going to talk about, I suppose for some people, they may have heard of a Saturn return, definitely not a Pluto return. They've heard of a Mercury retrograde, maybe not a Pluto retrograde. So what's the difference in a retrograde and a return, just to get us started there? Yeah, well, it's actually a great question. So a retrograde is when from our position on Earth, it seems like a planet is moving backwards. So um, Mercury retrograde happens a lot more often where it seems like the planet's moving backwards from our point of view. And it brings the energy of that planet to a more like internal reflective kind of place for us. So with Pluto retrograde, it actually happens frequently as well and for longer periods of time than like a Mercury retrograde. And it would bring the energy of that planet Pluto, which is all about transformation rebirth, renewal, deep sort of like psyche shadow work, it brings that to even more of like an internal place for us to start reviewing like how we view power in our lives, how we view shadow work, how we view like the deepest, darkest parts of ourselves and our secrets and things like that. So why do you feel like it is that we talk about Mercury retrograde so much, but we don't talk about a Pluto retrograde quite as much? What? Why is that? So Mercury is what we call an inner planet. Venus, Mercury, and Mars are the inner planets. So they are closer to the sun. They're closer to us. And they move a lot more quickly. And they have a more direct impact on our day-to-day lives because they're closer to us, because they move more quickly around the sun. Whereas Pluto is so far away from us and so far away from the sun, it spends a lot longer times in one sign. It spends a lot longer mm-hmm. of a time in a retrograde. So its impacts are, it's it's called like a generational planet, Pluto is. So its impacts are more felt like across longer stretches of time. Whereas like a Mercury retrograde, because it's felt more directly, we can really feel the effects of like technology yeah. going crazy and things like that. Yeah, that makes sense. And with Pluto ruling energies like death and rebirth and karmic cycles, I suppose we may feel we may feel those things kind of like in a kind of soul level, but it, we don't notice mm-hmm. it the same way we would notice like, oh, my computer just crashed or I can't quite get my scheduling right. Like those things feel more immediate and those, those deep Pluto energies are kind of like things we feel deep inside. Is that, is that fairly accurate? Yeah, totally. I that's a great way to like think about it. Pluto definitely deals more with like that soul energy and as much as me we may want those themes of like transformation, death and rebirth to happen and be done with really quickly. You're right. Like they're they're they take place over longer periods of time for us whereas like a computer crashing is more of like a day or a week long challenge we may <laughs> right. have to face hopefully. Knock on wood. Yes. Okay. So that's the retrograde. And then the big event coming up on the 22nd of February. Is that right? Is that the, uh, is that the return? Exact the 20th. The it's 20th. actually exact three times this year. February 20th is the first one we'll feel. Okay. Okay. Uh, got it. Yeah. So the Pluto return is a different reword. And like you said, a lot of people are probably familiar with the term Saturn return, which is where in your own life, in your own astrology chart, Saturn comes back to the position of the zodiac where it was when you were born. So everyone goes through a Saturn return in their lives every 28 to 30 years. 
No human goes through a Pluto return because that happens every 245, 247 years, um, like around that time frame. So only things that have very long-term kind of energies, like a country, will ever go through, or even, I guess you could say, like a company or something could go through a Pluto return. And the United States as a country is going through our very first Pluto return right now. Okay. Where Pluto is coming back to the position where it was when the Declaration of Independence was signed. So that's like when the U.S. was quote, quote, born. Yes, this is the big event. This is the big event. So now I've been I've been reminded of the gravity of this big event. So Chelsea, say that one more time for the people in the back that need to hear exactly <laughs> why this is a big event. I know. I'm like getting chills as we're saying this. Okay, so when the US was formed as a country, when the Declaration of Independence was signed, Pluto was in the sign of Capricorn. Pluto re-entered the sign of Capricorn actually back in 2008. So we've started to feel the energy of this Pluto return of it coming back to this same position um, for a while now. But this year, 2022, is significant because Pluto is coming to the exact degree where it was at 27 degrees of Capricorn when the U.S. was founded as a country. Yeah. So very big deal. It's like we get to experience the makeover or like the spiritual revolution of the country Mm -hmm. right now. That's what's happening. Yeah, there's definitely like a very, um, there's a strong feeling with a Pluto return for a country of like a karmic reckoning, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, these are the ideals that our country was founded on. How are we or are we living up to those and If we're not in some areas or if we're not in a lot of areas, those areas have to go through this Pluto death, rebirth, reconstruction period. So actually, like if you study history and countries or empires that have gone through Pluto returns before, um, there's sort of like a make or break kind of energy to it of like, will we survive and sort of reckon with our karma and make changes or will we sort of buckle under the pressure of not living up to the expectations that are are like laid out in the US's birth chart. Yeah, okay. So let's let's talk through that. So the US as a country has a birth chart just like you and I have a birth chart. And mm-hmm. and can you explain how that is? So for someone who's like, what do you mean the country or a an entity or or something that was founded at a specific time can have a birth chart just like a human can have a birth chart. Yeah. So astrology charts really at their core are like an energetic imprint for all of us of they represent where the planets were in the sky at the time you were born or at the time a company or a country was born. And we have to remember that everything is just energy. So Yes, like a country has its own energy. That's why it can have its own birth chart. It's that its birth chart is that representation of its energetic signature based on where the planets were when it was founded. So um, some countries like that go way back, we don't have the exact maybe day or time they were founded. Like we have the Declaration of Independence 
signing to represent when the U.S. was birthed for its birth chart purposes. Um, but this is actually work I do like on a more day-to-day level for all of us. Like our companies that we found and that we work with have birth charts as well because they have their own energy signature. And you can use lots of different things as the kind of birth of your company. I use like my one of the first Instagram posts for my company of when I first launched my website. I know people who have used the opening of their business bank account or something like that. But at the end of the day, you just have to remember that everything is energy and astrology charts are one tool to help us read the energy of that thing or person. Yeah. So with that said, the country has a birth chart. And on this particular country's birth chart, we are experiencing this first ever Pluto return. So that happens only every 250 years or so. And what we're going to experience is likely something that will be a completely new energy for all of us. Mm-hmm. Completely. And what can I, we, and yeah, what can we expect with that new energy? What can, what can we expect to, to start showing up now that we're entering into that exact alignment of where Pluto was when the country was founded? Oh, such a good loaded question. Let's see. (laughs) There's a couple um, places we can start to look at to break this down. I mean, the first is anytime you have a planetary return, which is what we're talking about, where a planet returns back to the position it was at, um, at in someone's birth chart, you deal with the energy of that planet. So let's start with the energy of Pluto, which we've talked about a little bit already. Mm-hmm. Pluto is, um, like in mythology, Pluto is the ruler of the underworld. And mm. as such, Pluto energy deals with a lot of things that are like hidden, like secrets or parts of our psyche or subconscious that maybe we have repressed or we can't deal with. Again, this is sort of like I'm speaking individually for all of us, what Pluto represents for us, but collectively as a country, we can see like a lot of things we have really swept under the rug for a long time and we've sort of suppressed and hidden. Like you think of all of the things that have started coming up to the surface for conscious evaluation in the past few years, we've already gotten like a hint of this, of misogyny, racism, um, the fact that like we live on land that we stole from indigenous people, um, the like inequalities in how people are treated with wages and workers. Like there are all of these things that are coming up that feel really ugly and hard for us to look at. That is Pluto energy on like a national scale for us of, it's sort of like a reckoning of what has been suppressed and what can no longer thrive. So the first place I would say of like, what can we expect is expect to, this is sort of like our, it's funny because I recently actually just did my first plant medicine ceremony with ayahuasca and Pluto has that sort of energy of like, you're diving into the depths of your psyche to view the parts of you that you have rejected or shamed or hidden. We're just doing this on a national and global level right now. Yeah. Which is is so huge. And so I would imagine because we've been 
moving towards this point, a lot of the things that were starting to be uncovered, especially in 2020, when we talk about racial injustice, when we talk about um, the world of work, the great resignation that's happening now, a lot of this is a reflection of those those things that we've proverbially swiped under the or swept under the rug. And now we're having to pull those things out and really face them and look at who we actually are beneath the surface. Exactly. And who we want to be. So Pluto has uh, the other, like one of the phrases I also like to describe Pluto energy is healing through crisis. So Pluto will bring up a lot of tough situations or things that seemed like seem like crises. But the thing to remember, and like, if there was one thing I would love for every listener of this podcast to remember is the the point of this is not all just like fear mongering and like, oh, we're in the US Pluto return and everything's going to fall apart and it's going to be crazy. The point is like, this is a time and an opportunity of deep cleansing and renewal if we can take it as that. And Yes, we need to look at our collective shadows and what's been swept under the rug for the sake of then saying, okay, what do we do with this? How do we make this better and actually live our lives individually and collectively the way we dreamed about at the beginning? And I mean, of course, like we weren't here individually when the Declaration of Independence was signed, but we know from history that the U.S. was formed as a country with these sort of ideals of freedom and democracy for all and um, like religious freedom and all of these things. And that hasn't been upheld in a lot of ways. And so it's really up to us. Like we are here now living at this time of this big karmic reckoning. Like what are we going to do about it to, to make those things actually to maybe burn down some of the structures that have been keeping us from that? and to put new ones in its place. Yeah, it's a it's a nice reminder that I think sometimes to to consider for ourselves that we if you believe this at least that we have chosen to incarnate on this planet at this time for a reason. And this is not going to be easy. I mean, end of empires or transformation of empires are not certainly easy, but we have a lot of power within us to make the shifts that we need personally and then collectively to come out on the other side of what's coming with this return with very much that renewed energy and a and a recommitment to what we want this place that we live in to be, right? Totally. And I mean, I think a lot of times when we have conversations like this, this can all seem for us as individuals, very overwhelming and like a monumental task. And we're like, well, I don't work in government or like, I'm just one speck of the population. Like, what am I supposed to do to like have the U S eventually uphold its ideals that it was founded on. But, um, I, I guess what I would say is like, we are all the art of astrology is about, you know, the maxim like as above, so below, as within, so without. And so the other idea I would really promote with whatever ends up going on as a result of this Pluto return is work on yourself. This is a great year to dive into your own 
shadow work, your own psyche, your own maybe like um, repressed memories or rejected parts of yourself and just trust that um, whatever comes up for you individually is a part of the process of healing the collective. And a lot of this theme has to do with, you mentioned the word power and like feeling empowered to take on this big collective task. Pluto is also dealing with the archetype of power. And with this U.S. Pluto return, we also just had the lunar nodes change signs where we have the south node in Scorpio now, which is um, highly associated with the planet Pluto. We have a lot of themes and opportunities this year to redefine how we view power, who we give it to, how we harness it within ourselves, and how we end up using it to transform our lives individually and collectively. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I recall when you and I were having this conversation a few months ago, when I was actually in your class and Discover Your Stars, we were talking about this when I was when I was uh, taking that class, we were, we were having this conversation of the Pluto return coming. And um, we were talking about, we were talking about the, the kind of the, the, the structure and the system that we need to be paying attention to and things like money, government, property, um, the, just the, the way that our financial picture of the country looks. And okay, so let me make sure I understand this part correctly. So Pluto is in Capricorn on the U.S. chart. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So can you talk about how that placement influences these ideas of money and property and the financial picture of the country and what that could look like with a Pluto return happening? Yes. And actually, you're also um, even talking about, so Pluto is in Capricorn in the U.S. chart, and in the U.S. chart, Pluto is in the second house. So okay. you're also picking up on those themes. So yeah, whenever we look at an astrology chart, we look at the sign and the house that a planet is in. So Pluto and Capricorn themes are a lot of like power, transformation, death, rebirth around the themes of structures like government, um, how we work and like even the idea of, you know, corporations, there's a lot of things shifting around that. So I see the Pluto return Capricorn potentially having some really significant implications of how right now corporations in a lot of ways have more rights than individuals and workers. And again, that's a structure and a system that does not live up to our ideals and is not benefiting everyone. So that seems like ripe for this kind of like Pluto tower card energy of like, let's smash that down and redefine it. (laughs) Right. It's like, hey, patriarchy, this is is coming for you. Patriarchy is another like a big Pluto and Capricorn theme, actually, because I really see in a lot of ways like Capricorn is kind of like the CEO archetype of the Zodiac, whereas it's opposite sign cancer is more of the matriarch mother energy. So themes of patriarchy falling down, like even the Me Too movement really came about during the time when Pluto entered Capricorn. And then as you were talking about too, Pluto in the second house 
of the U.S. chart. The second house deals with money, finances, resources, which can be like food, um, the banking and financial system, um, agriculture, things like that. So those are all industries and areas that, again, are going to, especially this year, um, and again, we've already started seeing this in the years leading up, but I think we'll see a lot more this year of maybe some more pointed crises around economy, financial industries, banking, agriculture, food sources. And again, this isn't, I'm not saying all of this as like a fear mongering. The point is they're coming up to the surface to be looked at because they're not operating in um, sustainable or beneficial ways. Yeah, makes sense. And as we're recording, we were just chatting before we started. I mean, this week there's been a bit of a stock market crash and I'm seeing two things on my Instagram. I'm seeing all the financial advisors and influencers that I follow saying, remember to invest for long-term. If you've invested for long-term, it's going to be okay. And then I'm seeing some of the astrological folks that I, that I follow that are like, Pluto return is coming, stock market is crashing, money systems are changing. So it's like, it's an interesting thing to be considering that that the money system that we live in could be very much influenced by this particular energy. And we could be really in the midst of a shift. And certainly crypto is a part of that conversation too. So what are your thoughts on on just, just seeing that kind of playing out right now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I actually just internally sort of feel the same way. Like I'm like, well, I've got money in the bank and I've got some money in stock markets <laughs> and I have money in crypto. And I'm like, I, even as an astrologer and knowing that these themes are going to come up and potentially like be ripe for collapse and re redefinition. <laughs> I don't know what to do about it. I mean, where yeah. else are you going to put your money? I guess you could, you know, buy land and things like that. But what I keep reminding myself is again, like I have to, we all have to sort of zoom out of the bigger picture and no matter what ends up happening with the economy, with the financial industry, this again is all coming up to highlight like where we are putting our power. And so one of the things I constantly remind myself of whenever I start sort of like freaking out, like what if all my money disappears is that I have, and we all have skills, relationships, um, values, and these sort of more intangible, um, but they're still resources, right? We have all of these things within us, and maybe this is all coming up to get us to put more of our power in those things instead of mm. in a dollar that is really just sort of like a collective idea anyways. Like our forms of currency right. are are really... An agreed-upon idea. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And again, like I don't... I can't make specific predictions of what will happen, but what comforts me is knowing that no matter what happens, and even if we lose all of our money or whatever, um, everything's happening for the highest good for all of us. And we as a collective and as a community are always going to have each other's backs. So, you know, yeah. even if we lost all our money and you and I ended up trading and bartering food for spiritual advising services or whatever, like we are not going to be just like, 
left out alone or, or left to defend for ourselves because we have these internal resources and our community as well. Yeah, it's, it's such a, it's such a important reminder. I mean, and as I've been seeing that on, on Instagram and other places, I'm certainly, I'm certainly reminding myself that, okay, I always intended to invest for long-term. And so I'm going to leave my money alone and I'm going to recognize that there are going to be some sort of structural changes. Probably that's likely what we're going to see. And I've, I've got to trust that I've worked hard and done the right things and, and however it flows from here is, is how it's, how it needs to flow exactly to your point for the greatest good. And it's going to be okay. And panicking is not going to get me anywhere. That, um, it reminds me of that quote. I feel like this is going to be like a mantra I advise for the whole year, just with the Pluto return and the South node and Scorpio. There's that quote. I think it's a Buddhist saying that says, um, in the West, we say, panic, panic, everything is out of control. And in the East, they say, relax, relax, everything is out of control. Like, have peace because you can't control it anyways. Like, you never yeah. were in control. Oh, it's so true. Oh, so, so true. So true. Okay, so what what else do we need to be considering? What other things should we, as just the collective community of people that are awake and aware of this big transformation, this big event coming, what are some things that we can we can be in consideration of this month going into to this moment? Well, one other thing I would like to highlight that has to do with the U.S. chart and where we are astrologically now is in addition to this U.S. Pluto return, we also have Uh, the U.S. Neptune opposition, which means in the U.S. birth chart, we have the planet Neptune, which can represent um, spiritual awakenings, transcendence, uh, healing, even. Neptune in the U.S. chart is in the sign of Virgo. And right now, Neptune is in the sign of Pisces. So it's directly opposite where, um, in the sky now, Neptune is exactly opposite where it was in the U.S. birth chart. So this can mean, and a lot of different things that can manifest in a lot of different ways. But the energy I really feel for this year with some other transits going on is there's a huge potential with whatever goes on in the U.S. around this U.S. Pluto return. There's significant potential for big waves of spiritual awakening. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the other thing to really keep in mind, even if it seems like things are going crazy or systems are collapsing is this is all for a bigger purpose. And I would even recommend like those who are listening to this podcast, who are more aware, more awake, like pay attention to it. It it almost has a feeling to it of like when COVID first happened. And of course, like it was horrible and people have died and gotten sick, but a lot of people had some sort of spiritual awakening as a result, right? Of like asking themselves, sure. like, what am I doing in my life? Is this really what I want? That there's that sort of energy that's here in 2022 as well with um, the U.S. Pluto return with this Neptune opposition. So take a step back and sort of like pay attention to people you may know or people you see who you never thought were going to like quote quote wake up and maybe 
whatever ends up transpiring with the economy or whatever in the U.S. ends up giving them a way to step through that door. And for all of us who are already in this community, there's a really big opportunity not only to deepen and extend or expand our consciousness from where we already are, there's also a big opportunity for us to step more and more into our power as guides and as leaders for those who are just awakening and realizing like there is more to this world than money or Prada bags or um, even just like the fight for survival and, and security. So interesting. And I mean, when we, when we think about what's happened in the last two years, so many folks have made really important life life changes, whether they necessarily knew it was a spiritual shift or not, like moving across the country or making decisions to end or begin relationships, making decisions about their work, making decisions about priorities and what's important and um, decisions about travel and places they wanted to experience. There's been so much of that. And that is certainly a beautiful indicator of some some sort of spiritual shift in the collective conscious. And then I'm also wondering, as you're talking about this, not, not that it's exactly the same, but I'm, I've been thinking about, as you've been talking about this, this spiritual awakening component of this, the mama earth and the environment. So is there... Is there some good possibility perhaps on the on on the horizon that people start collectively thinking about the care of the planet a bit differently also? Let's hope. Yeah, I think that um, falls really in line with this Pluto return in the second house because when you think about it, like I said, the second house deals with resources and mm-hmm. what is any more of a resource than literally the earth that we live yeah. on and depend on for food and life. So I definitely see, um, at least in the long term, a really big opportunity for rebalancing our relationship with the earth and with the natural resources around us, Um, not just viewing them as things to be exploited. Again, there's like this theme of redefining power and control, whereas like as a country and kind of societally, we've lived for the past 250 years, much longer than that, really. But in the context of the U.S. Pluto return, we've lived with the idea of power being something you have over someone or you you have power over the earth because you have control over exploiting her resources. We're shifting with this sort of like spiritual energy and having this opportunity to redefine all of these things into a world where we understand power is actually working in harmony with other people, with humans, with the earth, with the resources. There's this understanding, I feel, that's emerging in our collective consciousness, again, that everything is energy and we, our power does not come from control over anyone or anything's energy. Power comes from within, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I do see, again, I, when I, when it comes to 2022, 20, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be like the prettiest way that these themes, um, come yeah. up and emerge to like get us eventually to that nicer way of living in harmony. But, um, 
I think it's going to continue being a really big theme as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it feels like it's not necessarily going to be smooth sailing, but it is going to be, we're going to be experiencing continued change, transformation, some rebellion and reckoning, but all for the greater good on the other side of those those particular moments and energies. Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, one more practical thing that I would maybe share with people, like these are really big collective themes and energies we're dealing with, but um, on an individual level, remember that a lot of your power resides in your choices and how you choose to view, interact with, and use your own resources. So something that has been on my mind and my heart a lot has been being very conscious about how we spend our money. Um, I think this has, again, been a theme we've seen really coming up for the past few years and is going to be really important for us individually as we experience all of these changes. But like, man, it's so hard to not shop on Amazon because it's so convenient. But like, that's one of the things where... It's like you're 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 giving your power um, to these systems that, at least for me, like I can speak for myself, I don't love or believe in what Amazon stands for, how it treats its workers. Sure. Yeah, um, I would much rather spend my money with someone I know and respect, or like a small business. But it's hard because it's not always convenient. But those are the sort of like little micro decisions that end up reflecting in the collective who and where we're giving our power, our resources to. Yeah, I, I think that's so important as a consideration of how we can move through this time is to sit down and do some journaling around that exact topic. How how am I how am I giving away my power? Who am I who am I allowing to have greater power by the choices that I make? How am I taking an opportunity to consider my resources? And how I care for my resources and how I, how I support those around me with my resources. Um, obviously, really considering what's important, what's important for your future and considering what things are living in your shadow that you need to spend some time with in order to experience that own, your own bit of, of spiritual refresh during this time would be important to consider too. And I think when we think about those things, it, it, it makes it makes it significantly less scary to consider that we are in this time of what could what could feel really tumultuous and like an upheaval. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it, it again makes you feel um, a bit more empowered when you remember you have these decisions that you can make, whether it's with your money, your time, your energy, and like you said, who you give it to or who you end up giving more power and energy to by how you spend it. Like these are some of the sources of our powers, like how we choose to live our lives and how we choose to um, redistribute the resources we have. Yeah. So good. So important. Anything else you want to share about this big event, this Pluto return that's coming our way? Um. You know, the other last thing I was thinking a second ago when you were talking is, again, going back to my own ex- my own recent experience of my plant medicine ceremony with ayahuasca. For anyone who's unfamiliar, ayahuasca is like a it's plant medicine, and a lot of times what happens is 
you go through cycles of purging where you will literally like throw up or you can purge in other ways. But this, uh, there's like a metaphor here that I feel, you know, the times when you are purging, it's never fun and it doesn't feel good. None of us like to like get sick or throw up or anything. But again, it's like for the purpose of clearing out old stagnant energy, old spiritual and emotional baggage that's been weighing you down and on the other side of it, you feel lighter and more refreshed and just clearer. And again, like on a bigger scale, that's exactly what this Pluto return is about. There's going to be things coming up that we're feeling like we're purging. It's not a fun process a lot of times, but expect that in the long run, like we've been talking about, there will be or there can be that feeling of feeling lighter maybe not like living in utopia yet, but at least feeling more unburdened by the, the inequities and burdens of our karmic past. Mm. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, that analogy is so good. It's like, it's like we're having as a, as a country, we're going to have our own plant medicine energy experience. And we're going to have to look at all the things in the closet and really face it and purge some things. And on the other side, there will be a deep cleansing that was really necessary that perhaps was difficult to get to, but it was, it was where we needed to go. And worth it ultimately, I believe. I think the other last thing I'll say is that so much of where we end up or how we view things is driven by our beliefs And so if we all individually go into this time prepared for potential like chaos or deep transformation, but also with that view for um, a really positive, beautiful, long-term future, that's what it'll be. If we go into it just really focused on this is chaos, everything's falling apart, everything sucks, the government's awful, we're all victims, like that is how it can go as well. And so a lot is also determined by your beliefs and the way you choose to view things. Mm, So important. So important because we can fall into that feeling of like, what the hell are they doing? They're all a bunch of idiots. We are in this, in this place of no control. It can really feel like that sometimes. And that's such a, a, a perfect reminder to close this conversation that we, we ultimately have we have the ability as a collective to, to take back our power and to do it in a way that can be very worth it on the other side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate you. Thank you for Thank schooling you. me and giving us all this good information of, of this cosmic event and what's to come. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for being open. Um, not just to what's going on now, but again, that long-term vision, it's going to really put us all in a beautiful position on the other side. Absolutely. Thank you. What I know about this community is that we are people who stay connected into the wisdom of our hearts and with change with breakdowns comes beautiful breakthroughs. And I know if you are here and you are listening to this show that you are meant to hear this message and that no matter what comes our way, no matter what comes your way, you will lead with heart, you will lead with soul, you will lead with intuitive vision in your life. Thank you for joining us today. If you've loved this episode, 
post about it in your social and tag us. I love to get to see you guys sharing and getting conversation going about these episodes. You can tag us at your woo woo BFF. Also, take just two minutes and drop in and leave us a review. That helps us to get the word out about this show. It helps us to drive our rankings up and let me know that you listened to this particular episode. If you know someone that this episode would really resonate with, please pass it along. The more listeners that we have, the more we can grow this show. And that would mean so much to me. I'll be back again next week with another interview. We have a special guest coming to chat with us about the Akashic Records and what that really means. We're going to go deep diving into what the Akashic Records are and how we can all learn to access our records. Thank you so much. With much love, I appreciate you for showing up for me, for yourselves. Happy, happy month of February, this portal into 2022. I'll see you again super soon. Take care.